Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And was on the final fateful night that brave Amber and the short King Greg did triumph over Tommy Fury and Molly May of Tall Bun. Oh yes, my favourite of the Arthurian legends. <laughs> um, welcome to the 17th and final episode of Vice is Love Island. I'm Lauren O'Neill, staff writer at Vice.com. And I'm Emma Garland, features editor at Vice.com. Vice is Love Island was, R.I.P., the best and most loyal source <laughs> of unofficial, non-ITV affiliated Love Island chat for the duration of season five. As I've said, this is our last episode, and what I just really want to say is that I'm so happy that we live in a world where Greg and Amber won Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely can't remember the last time I witnessed a public vote and like, didn't want to cry <laughs> immediately afterwards. Maybe Labour will win a general election after all. <laughs> we can always pray. Cancel uh, Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> But before we get to the greatest victory since Gemma Collins getting through this first round of Celebrity Masterchef, huge, we've got a wealth of really good stuff, including Parents' Day and the Love Island prom. So I think we should rewind for our final raunchy recap of 2019. It's like sexy, but crying about it. (laughs) So on Friday's episode, before any of this happened, before it was a glint in anyone's eye, we saw Belle and Anton and Molly and Tommy going on their date. And again, this just like shows the disparity. <laughs> Belle and Anton got to go in a helicopter, which is sick. And then Tommy and Molly just like sat at a table in a fancy room. Yeah. <laughs> why do they do this? Like, why doesn't everyone get I don't know. Get it? But I like that they've got the four different kinds of dates and everyone sort of knows what they are But beforehand. there aren't four different kinds of dates. There's like a fun date where you get to go on a yacht or a helicopter, which is banging. Yeah. And then you go on one where you just sit at a table and someone does something weird well, next those, to you. Those. <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, three, yeah, three of them are the romance dates and one of them is like the activity date. It's not fair. <laughs> Maura and Curtis and Molly May and Tommy had dancing. That was their activity. That sucks. Unfortunately, Ovi, who deserves so much more, had to endure someone doing fire poi behind him. Yeah, I just, he- <laughs> just put them all on a yacht, which is way better. Like, the table dates. Sorry, I am really going on about this, but, you know, the table dates are the same things that they do for them all the way through. Yeah. So why don't they get to do something good? Well, this is different, Lauren, because it's a table date with, like, someone doing something crap in the background. I don't want to listen to harp at the best of times. My theory of those is that these people can't actually play the instrument either. Either. It's just like some member of the production cast that's like pretending to play the harp and they're just playing music over it. <laughs> yeah, potentially. I wouldn't be surprised. But I feel like the show has the budget. 
certainly to be sending everyone on you know helicopter rides maybe that's it so. maybe they just have loads of money to blow at the end of it and they're like oh fuck what we let's just hire a boat i suppose well that's fine but do for it for everyone <laughs> socialism please <laughs> love island and then while bell and anton were away on their date which was helicopter as i've said okay <laughs> <laughs> you i really want to go in a helicopter uh, the boys were set some fun challenges in order to win a party they do this every year and it's always one of my favorite things that they do on the show which yeah. is where either the boys or girls get texted and they have to do secret missions and like trick everyone else in the <laughs> villa and it's what what the show is always missing like this show needs the fuel of banter yeah and really they does. should do some stuff like this more like greg having to get more to say fanny flutters like three times is so good <laughs> she also admitted in that conversation that she made her mother join a group chat called oh, yeah. fanny flutters yeah. which is just a great piece of information <laughs> yeah and now having seen her mother i understand exactly why this is exactly <laughs> and yeah ovi hid ellie belly in a tree and curtis was actually being quite funny and making Indy and Molly change their clothes. Oh my god! Yeah, he was like, <laughs> it was like Gokwan or something, wasn't it? <laughs> I actually I saw a future in him as like a really savage TV. Like the new Trini and Susanna, yeah, him and like Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> so they successfully did all of these secret missions. Yeah, which means that they won a party. It's so meaningless. <laughs> it's so meaningless to yeah. win a party because a cocktail they, party. You have to go outside on the night anyway. I think when they successfully win something, they get an upgrade to a cocktail. I see. So it's like it's literally like like pellet pushing. They're just like hit the button and then you get the yeah. cocktail. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pavlovian. Yeah. At said party, as always, whenever they're rewarded with something, it's yes. swiftly taken away yeah. by so- something cruel. So then the couples had to each choose another couple to nominate for the public vote. And up for the vote were Curtis and Mora, Bell and Anton and Ovi and India. But the islanders didn't know that at the time. Yeah. So meanwhile, the next day it was business as usual for the Love Island end days. And despite the absence of the lie detector, which is probably merciful, to be fair, everyone's parents showed up, which is one of the best episodes of the whole year. Lots of good dynamics. Oh, my God. I don't know you where to begin. You can tell that Curtis's <laughs> mum is a dance mom, can't you? Oh, yeah. I really thought that. It really yeah. came through. The sort of, like, mom who would, like, go speak to the dance teacher at the end of the lesson if she f- thought her boys weren't being given a good role. Yeah. I really felt that. <laughs> My favourite parent was Maura's mum. Maura's mammy. My mammy. My, her mammy, <laughs> who, when more asked if she liked Curtis she was like well I'm sure you see something in him <laughs> honestly I think my favorite moment of the entire series was Maura's mammy uh, meeting Curtis for the first time giving him a hug like a really just sort of quick hug and then letting him go and running to Ovi saying there's the man I want to see yeah honestly <laughs> it was amazing although I feel like she speaks for mums everywhere the mums oh, yeah. love Ovi man my mum wanted Ovi to win she was <laughs> just really on disapp- his own <laughs> yeah she was really disappointed that he was she didn't. actually yeah Aww. she texted me a sad face <laughs> oh I mean we'll get to it but as much as he was so beloved I don't think he was gonna win mm. I also love Belle's dad fairly obviously oh he yeah was great. <laughs> just very like I'm gonna take Anton for a very long drive in the car and put the fucking frighteners on him I mean <laughs> and just sort of wheeled him around the villa like was he great. was great uh, it was great he was very good gonna threaten um, to cut his balls but off or lots something. of entertaining characters also Anton's mum who has become sort of a meme and has <laughs> fairly sinisterly recorded a rap 
Yeah, um, <laughs> it's probably gonna like ride it all the way to the Christmas number one, I'd imagine. In all, yeah, a good episode. I love it when the parents come in. Yeah, it's always same. really funny. It always like explains so much. Yes, I feel like any questions I have about within, them are clarified within by... like two minutes of footage as well. It's like, oh, that's how it is. Yeah, that's why you're like that. <laughs> So obviously everyone's riding high from the parents, but then later that night, Flack showed up to ruin everything, kind of as usual, unfortunately. And she brought the bad news that one couple of the three nominated would be leaving, and that turned out to be Belle and Anton. Yeah. Which I kind of thought was going to happen, to be honest. Yeah, I thought so too. It's just because they're sort of like well enough liked and like integral enough, but there was like just such an obvious like trajectory for people like Molly and Tommy yeah uh, exactly and Tommy obviously exactly. who weren't gonna go but neither Belle nor Anton was quite beloved enough unfortunately even though I really liked Belle and think Anton is fine mm. I just feel like yeah they didn't have that little like edge you know yeah. I don't know yeah the next day was the final which meant that it was Love Island prom day which is the shittest tradition on the show to go from the parents to that always really does like bring me fucking down like. yeah it's crap <laughs> yeah. all the girls get an ill-fitting dress the men wear suits and everyone reads why they like their partner off a sheet of paper they also bizarrely have to perform a dance routine which is undignified for everyone in particular Curtis yeah it's gross it's like graduation from the villa I don't like it if it wasn't clear. The Love Island prom sucks. They should get awards. Like, you know how in yes, A-levels you get awards like, for, like, most, most likely like... to skin someone alive. Yeah. Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> what was your... Did you did you have one no, in your school? We didn't do them. Oh. I went to an all-girls Catholic school, Emma. We don't do things like that. I went to a mixed Catholic school, and I spent the whole time thinking that I was really misunderstood. But then on that night, they did that thing where they gave absolutely everyone an award. <laughs> and uh, I got most likely to make fun of this event. And then I had to... <laughs> look at you now (laughs) (laughs) well then I had to be like oh fuck I'm not misunderstood at all all of these idiots just actually just can see right through me and I have to change my identity (laughs) that's a lovely tale from your adolescence Emma moving on (laughs) then it was time to get down to business and Flack announced the order of the couples the fourth place couple was announced as Curtis and Maura, which I'm mm-hmm. not surprised about. Like, I think people really like Maura, and that's why they stayed in, because Maura... Yeah. Like, it really cannot be overstated, her impact. She really, like, put a fire under the arse of the season. Yeah. And has been consistently funny, consistently, a, like, arbiter of drama, which a show like this does need, and just is easily one... Like, for me, anyway, one of the best reality show contestants that has ever been on TV. Yeah, um. I agree. <laughs> I was looking back on it and I actually thought that she came in way later than she did, but she came in on, like, week two. Yeah. So, like, the level that she's managed to sustain yeah. that whole time is amazing. Yeah, she's great. I'm such a big fan. I'm so excited um, for her to do more on TV because I think she's so naturally charming that mm. it's, like, a really natural career for her. Then over in India with third leaving Amber and Greg and Molly and Tommy to duke it out for first place. Shockingly, but also amazingly, Greg and Amber won. Yeah, the noise in our living room when that was announced. Yeah, I was... feel like probably like the neighbours would have, like if it had gone on any longer, probably like, rang the police yeah. or something. <laughs> Sound like someone being strangled. If I had a pint, I would have thrown it in the air. Like, yeah, like a football. World, World Cup style. I feel like we nearly did a Mexican wave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> unintentionally. No, I was delighted. I was so happy. I like them both. I think Greg's really charming and wish he'd been on it for longer because I think he was a very positive force amongst the men to be honest I agree Uh, the few times when something kind of did kick off he stayed calm Mm. also held people accountable without being weird about it yeah definitely Um, just the simple line what was your thought process behind that (laughs) 
Yes, when um, Curtis gave Jordan the advice to crack on to India without asking Anna, Greg yeah. was like, and what was your thought process behind that? And it was just like <laughs> the most amazing. It like, contained so much within those few exactly. words. Exactly, <laughs> because also he, the way that he was sitting there, just like looking at him like dead in the eye, being like... <laughs> what, what are you doing and yeah I wish he'd been in it for longer and I think that like it is quite funny that someone who was in it for like two weeks won the money I know I thought um, of this I was just like you've been famous for like five days imagine yeah. like what his life's completely changed now he probably yeah. thought he was going to be in and out as they usually are yeah 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 when they come in that late but, but. I think him and Amber <laughs> definitely had like a genuine little thing didn't they and yeah they very I, I think it's really together. sweet you know there's lots of like screenshots going around on like Twitter and stuff of like you know the little moments of them like with their arms around each other looking you know really happy I don't know and obviously it's just a picture and stuff like that but I think something that's like really marked Amber's time in the villa or whatever and why she's people have warmed her so much is how genuine she is about Mm. her own emotionality even when that comes out badly like dead ting famously yeah yeah but i don't really think she has ever been like particularly fake no Um, and so so i don't think she i think she's one of those people because i and i i sympathize because i'm also like this she has like a face whereby like you can read her immediately like and she's really bad at actually hiding how she feels yeah (laughs) Um, so i think that when she does feel like positive about someone like it's really clear Mm. and i don't know i just feel like her and greg's thing came off as so genuine and i feel like it is yeah even though it's only like very early stages of liking someone it's sweet so yeah at the end of it then they had to do the golden balls pantomime of like splitting or stealing the money uh and greg was given the choice and he chose to split it obviously because if he didn't do that he'd be the most hated man in great britain Ireland. honestly can you imagine we discussed this last night in our home. The only time someone stealing the money would have been acceptable is if, like, Amber and Michael had had somehow won, or if, like, <laughs> if Maura, Maura and Curtis, Curtis had somehow yeah. won. But you know, these things would never happen, and they have to split the money. Like, this. yeah, and also twenty five grand. Come on, that's a pretty good payday. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an assumption that you have to, because the whole. Uh, the whole show is basically like a vote of public opinion yeah. so like if you win off the back of public opinion that to then like steal the money would mean that you tank your career in a exactly. second so. exactly and you know the whole point of this show is like to get a career and to have the longevity yeah. of the followers and stuff like that so yeah and that was love island 2019 <laughs> i can't believe it i know finally sweet sweet freedom yeah. uh it's the been old a- ball and chain <laughs> It's been a year of um, more ups and downs than usual, with a pleasantly surprising couple of winners. So it seems like cause for an emotional breakdown. This is the bit of the podcast where we, like Greg's touching poem about Amber's arse, share our feelings. Obviously, this is the last episode where we're going for a more general overview of the events of the last two months may i just reiterate two months (laughs) of my life i can't believe it i think first of all we've touched on it a little bit but it's so nice to see deserving winners and i wonder emma riddle me this why is greg and amber winning so good i feel like tommy and molly may would have had the most that's the most obvious win Mm. right they've sort of they coupled up really early they've had this very like disney romance where he's the sort of like knight in shining armor yeah i feel like tommy's entire like (laughs) emotional inspiration comes from the song a whole new world like (laughs) yeah they're just a classic love island heterosexual couple and i think it would have been understandable if they'd won yeah but boring yeah and so amber and greg 
it's amazing that they've won because I just felt like Amber especially just deserved it yeah. more because it's sort of like she's been rewarded for this like horrible journey that she's had yeah. to endure. And also, they're both just funnier, aren't yeah, they? I feel like they're, they're more crack. like yeah, they've got more about them as people than yeah. like Tommy and Molly may. Also, Amber's only 21 as well. Tommy and Molly are really young and I do feel like it's important cuz I think a lot of the time this sort of thing can turn into like a very like one versus the other situation yeah. and you know Tommy and Molly are a sweet pair of 20 year olds yeah, who exactly. like represent a lot of things that are fairly boring or whatever but like you know it should just be like said because I don't know I feel you see a lot of like fairly mean stuff about Molly mm. and you know she's a young girl and she just went on TV and now she's going to have a really great career and I think fucking yeah. good for her I do just want to say that that is the podcast <laughs> position because like it's easy to be like oh Tommy and Molly blah, the crap boring choice and you know yeah they were but they're also nice people like if they'd won it would have been fine yeah that's Um, the thing if they won it would have been like oh of course yeah but this i've had an emotion about this which is interesting yeah i I think it's because like as you said we're not used to public votes going in any way interesting away (laughs) well i mean yeah (laughs) but it felt like vindication yeah as much as you know tommy and molly may very very sweet together they've got an incredible brand together already as a unit they're going to do really well together but amber in particular i think is who the vote was for and greg for basically being like a nice normal man and crucially not michael yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, i agree people's true colors really come out in a crisis and she really handled all the stuff with michael like amazingly i think i think she's great i want her to like have a program where she sorts people's lives out and i want to be a contestant on it I think we should have a look back at one of the defining features of the series about all the men who played themselves because there have been so many. Yeah, imagine this is like a PowerPoint reel of like all of these wistful photos of men like in the middle of making a terrible mistake. Like Michael, obviously, you know, we've talked about it lots and it's not really worth going into again, but I do feel like Michael and Amber would really have had a shot at winning. (laughs) They would have, yeah. And it was just, it was so like tragic to see him try to claw it back I in those know. final moments. I was like, just don't, man. It's so obvious. Yeah, why he you're really doing like this. he really degraded himself, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> and I think she saw that, and it must have been fairly like you know, when you're her, it's pretty unattractive actually to see someone like crawl back that way. I it, don't know. Yeah, man, like, if you're gonna be the villain, be the villain. Don't yeah, come like just, simpering home later with your tail between. Uh, according to the tabloids, Michael and Joanna are now back together. Shocking nobody. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that shows how real his feelings for Amber were. Yeah. Also, Jordan, <laughs> like, I would say, like, he went out in a blaze of glory, but what the fuck is the opposite of that? Like, no. a fizzle of, like, shame. No, like, whenever they get their comeuppances, these men all have exactly the same face, and it's this sort of, like, this vacant stare and this smile. Yeah. While they're sort of saying, like, yeah, it's fine, this is, like, the best moment I could have left on when yeah, actually yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah. withering inside. Yeah, and also Anna, God bless her, giving us some of the finest uh, Love Island footage yeah. we've ever seen. Are you that fucking idiot? <laughs> what a legend. Like, I will never get over it. Yeah. And then obviously Curtis, Curtis who Curtis, with Amy Curtis. in the beginning also would have had a shot of winning. Yeah, together. I think they were the original people who we thought was going to win. Although I do feel like looking back, that might have had a little bit of an expiration date on I, it. Though, I mean, there was definitely one anyway, yeah. like just before they split up, where it was sort of being like, you all need to get out of other people's relationships. You're both being really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, but yeah, like I feel like it was a weird series of, 
people running themselves over. Yeah, it's been a real house of cards this year. Just people chopping and changing all the time. All to play for. Truly. And off the back of that, one thing that I do think is quite interesting and something that we've seen over the course of the series is women just, like, standing up for themselves, you know, talking about what they deserve, what they will accept and what they won't. I've written a little bit about this on the website also. There's a piece today also which is sort of about this too. So please click (laughs) vice.com. I wonder, yeah, is this the work of like pop feminism? Has this finally filtered through women kind of knowing their worth and not accepting no man you know what I mean I don't know like yeah I think so I actually think that all of these sentiments were there anyway but I do feel like pop feminism is sort of like stoked the fires a bit or like made women sort of maybe feel like less shy or less sort of like uncomfortable about asserting asserting themselves I agree and I think that often pop feminism is derided and eye rolled at and I'm one of the first to do it a lot of the time but I think in this case like we can really see its value yeah Um, and obviously that's also not to like deride anyone's understanding of feminism in the show you know i'm not trying to say that they only understand these like simple platitudes but i am saying that like we are seeing a mainstream that is more familiar with basic feminist tenets than ever right and i think like the show has shown how good that can be actually Mm. and you know we've seen consistently women deciding that they will not let men treat them the way that they attempt to do you know what I mean yeah I think it's been really good to watch and I think if you're a teenager watching that there's a lot worse things you could be seeing anyway well there's no more intervilla action to comment on anymore because it's over (laughs) Uh, we do have a new batch of islanders being set free into the world so how do you think they're going to fare I think let's investigate that in pretty little predictions so the big question is who's going to drop the first range girls Molly May. Yeah, Molly May's range is coming out in one week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On, like, four different fast fashion websites at once. Yeah. Fair play to her. She, to be honest, like, I think she's done an incredibly smart thing. She's really stylish. Her Instagram, anyway, was great. And... She looks fantastic, like, whenever she's on screen. Mm. She really, like, it feels like she's, like, born to do yeah. influencing a bit. I know. I can, I can really see her as a vlogger, yeah. like, so hard. Yeah. I want to see, like, a 15-minute proposal video from her and Tommy where it's, like, filmed from, like, various drones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I also feel like Danny Dyer was a weird one to drop the in-the-style range mm. just because, like, she wasn't necessarily... I love Danny Dyer, but she wasn't necessarily known for her, like, style or whatever, yeah, it was right? Like Whereas, like... Molly is probably going to do extremely well because everyone's followed her because they really like her outfit yeah. and they think she looks great all the time. So I think yeah. that this is like a perfect fit and she's going to do really, really well. Um, and I hope she doesn't do it with a fast fashion website, but I think she probably will. But Ovi's going to be a model, 100%. Yeah, I hope so. A He's, really successful yeah. one. Amber's going to like probably like open her own beauty salon, which also offers Reiki, yeah. which I'll be going to Newcastle for immediately. Yeah, I'm going to move there. <laughs> um, and yeah, I feel like there's lots of opportunities for, for the Islanders this year. Yeah. One thing that they've announced is that there's now going to be two Love Islands a year, one hosted in South Africa. Yeah, and that's going to be, I think, early next year. For me, it's a no. It's uh, Simon Cowell, Britain's Got Talent, no from me, unfortunately. Um, It's overkill, isn't it? It's overkill. I get really actually upset and annoyed when TV networks do this. They have like a success and then they get greedy. Firstly, they really ought to be putting their attention on making the experience 
for contestants as good as it possibly can be because obviously they've had fucking trouble in the past doing Mm -hmm. that and they have not perfected it yet there's issues still and they shouldn't be making it twice because when you do it twice also like your processes necessarily are not going to be as good if they've got one in january they're already going to be thinking about that and thinking less about the current contestants exactly that sucks and like you know obviously this is conjecture and maybe we've got it all wrong and they do have like a much more set out aftercare program i don't know because they're not forthcoming with that information yeah but I think that for a show that has been plagued by the tragedy that this show has, they mm. like really ought to be fucking careful. Yeah. And I don't think that it's that appropriate, actually, to be like, yeah, we're going to do it twice now. Like, yeah. more people <laughs> to, you know, put through this thing that's really emotionally draining. And obviously people are volunteering and obviously they get loads of good stuff at the end of it. But also it has been proven, not just by, you know, the contestants who tragically died, but by a lot of other contestants who've struggled afterwards too, Mm. that this is a hard experience and putting more people through it before you've got it right. Yeah. In, like, having it once a year... I don't think it's a good idea, personally. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. But also, from the part of the viewers, it's not going to be as exciting. Crucial question, though. The biggest question of all, perhaps. Mm. What are we going to do with all our free time? I've not thought about it and I don't wish to think about it. I don't know what I'm going to do at 9pm every night. Yeah, I felt a bit like hysterical thinking about it last night. I was just like, as someone who obviously lives in London where free time is like a coveted treasure yeah. anyway, I was like, oh my God, like the realms of possibility. Whole hour. I did that thing where I was like, maybe I'll learn a language. Yeah. Maybe I'll learn. Me, like, I'm going to write my novel like yeah. in this hour every night. Like Me in the, in like the final credits, like re-downloading Duolingo for yeah. the first time. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm going to watch other crap TV, yeah, obviously. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what about your withdrawal symptoms, Emma? Um, <laughs> I think I'm just going to start like I have every single other year I'll just start talking like them now and like the way that they speak has just become the way that I speak about things and I'm just going to start shouting at loads of men because I won't have my daily dose of like (laughs) mercifully though not saying Bev or Bevy or Bevnish oh god I can't believe it's like a bad flashback isn't it (laughs) why did you bring that back at the final hurdle I know I'm sorry everyone (laughs) and on that note that's it from Vice's Love Island for today and indeed for this whole year. If you managed to listen to us even once, we're very glad that you could join us and we hope that you've enjoyed listening to us screeching about friendship and terrible men for the past two months. <laughs> On that note, I'd also like to extend a thank you to Apple user Dan Vinci who gave us a one-star review on iTunes for always saying that the men are wrong. I feel like I've done my job. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Vice to Love Island is produced by Eva Chrisiak and it is a Vice UK production. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can still rate it on iTunes, except you, Dan, um, or your preferred podcast provider. Additionally, if you were into it, please send emails, endorsement offers and other gifts to Vice so they let us do it again. Bye. See you, babes. See you. <laughs>